Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, friends in Christ, our nation observes the 244th anniversary of Independence Day when the fathers of our nation stood up to King George and his parliament and issued the Declaration of Independence. The Declaration of Independence, the actual copy in the National Archives and the Constitution itself are shown not so often these days because they're afraid to bring it out and expose it to the light. The documents themselves are fading. It's a parable of how we are in our country, the history of our independence and the story of our nation is seemingly forgotten and fading away. For our culture has taken freedom from tyranny and freedom to self-govern, gifts that they were given from God, and have turned these into the right to have freedom from the rule of law, to have freedom from basic decency and morality. To top it off, many are willing to impose their wickedness upon others today with a new tyranny. We see this in the cancel culture that so many endure for being on the wrong side or the other side of the woke groupthink. Here, we should think today of the Christian cake baker, Jack Phillips in Colorado, who now is being hauled before the courts a second time for saying no to the homosexual agenda of trying to force him to design and make a cake approving of homosexual behavior, even though it goes against his Christian belief. The Supreme Court this week refused to hear the case of a florist in Washington State who is similarly being persecuted for her Christian faith. Many Americans, and let us say every sinful heart, no matter what country one lives in, but we live in this nation, believe or are tempted to believe that they have the freedom to do as they please, when they please, and no matter what the consequences are to themselves or to those around them. Many believe that they have the freedom to choose to end the life of the unborn child at their whim or for their convenience. Many believe that they are free to take liberties with marriage and to engage in all manner of sexual immorality outside of the bounds of marriage as God has instituted it. Many believe they are free to snub their nose to God and his word in so many ways. The command of Jesus to Peter, go out into the deep, let down the nets, would today be met with something like this. Jesus, you're just a crazy, biased, religious zealot, and your word about fishing has no standing with us here. Many take their civil liberties in this country to mean that they are free to do as they please and never mind the consequences, but it's not just them out there beyond these walls who are in bondage to this. You and I are so easily deceived into this sort of thinking. 
that living in this country, in our democratic republic, equates to a freedom from morality, decency, and a freedom from accountability and responsibility to the neighbor and the greater community around us, which is to follow the Ten Commandments, both tables of the law. To assert such freedom from God's will and word is to assert freedom from God himself. And the irony is that so-called freedom is no freedom at all to do as one pleases. It's a tyranny of its own. It is a slavery to sin. It is a slavery to the power of the devil. It is a slavery to death and the grave, a grim submission to the voice of Satan, a voice that first slithered out to our first parents in the Garden of Eden. Now, in the Garden of Eden, there was true liberty, true freedom, a gift and inheritance from the living God who created the world to our parents. Our first parents had the joy of living in this true liberty and freedom, living under the benevolence of God's gracious love and protection. This meant submitting to his word, perfectly submitting and accepting his will for life, which was to exercise dominion over the earth and its creatures, to be fruitful and multiply, and so receive the gift from God of children. They lived in perfect fellowship with God in his presence. But we know what happened. Another voice spoke to our first parents. It said, cross that boundary God has set between knowing only his goodwill and knowing evil. It won't really hurt you. It'll be for your good to cross that boundary. It promised freedom from God while deceiving them into the bondage of sin and death. And that fatal and rebel will to declare our independence and to refuse to submit to God's word has been inherited from that moment on in us. And it resides in us to this day in our sinful flesh that clings to us holds us back in our sin and shame. And so here we are today, toiling with Simon, James, and John, all through the night of sin and death, out on the sea of time and in the boat of life, hoping and praying for the best from God, that with every cast of the net, better will come because of our efforts. Here we are with Elisha, plowing behind the oxen those thorn-infested, cursed fields, praying for our daily bread to rise up. How does one declare independence from sin and the devil? How can we be independent when all we see is the night of death and decay all around us? How, when we see the nets only come up empty all the time, how do you forsake the world's ways, find lasting freedom from your sin, when the way of sin in this world is the supermajority viewpoint and it seems like it just surrounds us and envelops us, and there's nothing we can do? When it seems everyone has thrown down God's altars and killed the prophets by the sword? And how do you get rid of the bad feelings? the depressed mind, 
the beaten down conscience thanks to all the times in your life when you think you failed God, yourself, and your neighbors. And especially when all too often we have to live with the consequences of our failures. And to top it off, at the end, death and the grave loom. There seems to be no escape from sin's tyranny. And that's true. If it's only you plowing, or if it's just you out there in the boat throwing out the net by yourself, fishing according to the wisdom of the world and your flesh, there is indeed no escape that's the case. If you try to declare your own independence from sin and shame and what ails you, you'll fail just as surely as Simon and, other, and the other disciples fished all night without a single catch. There is a declaration of independence that really does mean something and that does not fade away. It is not your declaration or your works that gets rid of the tyranny of sin. It is the dawn and the bright shining morning star that comes upon you. When God invades back into our dark night and brings the morning of his life and love, it is Elijah come to cast his mantle upon you. It is the entrance of Jesus Christ into your boat into your life, and to bring to bear upon you the saving work of his cross. He must declare you before his Father in heaven free, free of sin's tyranny, free of death's hold. When Jesus said to Simon, put out into the deep water, let down your nets for a catch. Jesus was simply repeating in different words what his Father in heaven had first told him from before eternity. Go into this world and save my children. Jesus did what this world and its evil prince considered to be foolish and weak, to save the world by dying for it on a cross, by dying the most shameful, humiliating death ever, bearing freely the punishment for your sin in your place, the divine sacrificing himself for the undeserving and unholy sinner. He who was free gave up his freedom willingly so that you might be released. Jesus submitted to the word of his Father perfectly, where we could not put out into the deep water of this sinful world, cast down the net of his own body and blood in order to catch you back from the clutches of Satan. And Jesus has declared your independence from Satan. He said it on his cross. It is finished. You are declared not guilty on account of Jesus' saving act for you. He has risen from the dead. The Father has accepted this new declaration. Now it pleases God, through the folly of preaching this good news, to save those who believe. And Jesus applies this declaration 
of your independence from Satan to you and upon you when he calls you to be his own child through holy baptism. There he drowned your old Adam, buried you with Christ in order to share in his resurrection life. His baptism gives you a liberty that is much greater than any civil liberty he could ever give you. He gives you a good conscience because he has declared you free from sin and death. There's independence, freedom, a clean conscience before God and before all mankind. Simon the fisherman, he rightly feared God that day in the boat at the miracle catch of fish. But in a sense, it was his baptism day. Do not be afraid, Jesus spoke his blessing to Simon. And there was Simon in the boat of the church, surrounded by water. From now on, Jesus said, you will catch men. Jesus calmed his fears, bestowed on Simon a cleansed heart, and called him to preach. And John's Gospel records that Jesus also gave Simon a new name when he called him to follow him, Peter. In your baptism, the Holy Spirit cleanses your heart to trust in Christ, gives you a new name, his own, and purifies your lips to confess his holy name, which he has placed upon you. This real declaration of independence in the victorious and risen Jesus Christ has now been declared upon you. Listen to Jesus. He says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Even as our civilized society crumbles all around us, do not be afraid. Nothing in this world is worth clinging to, nothing worth truly being terrified about losing, and there is no one, as St. Peter reminds us in today's epistle, who any Christian should truly fear nor be troubled by. Who is there to harm you, Peter says, if you are zealous for what is good? Be so zealous to leave the fish and the lake and the boats behind. Be zealous to slaughter the oxen and burn the plowshares with Elisha and leave it all behind. And do not look back. There's nothing back there. You have been caught alive by the preaching of the gospel. You have Christ Jesus, your Lord, for you and with you. And he leads your way. He has declared you free from sin and death. United with him, you and united with you, you with him, and with him, you have the never-ending year of the Lord's favor squarely ahead of you, when you will freely worship him around his throne. And you will know his love and peace in a freedom from sin and death that surpasses all that we now know and can ever understand and will exceed all that we can ever desire. God grant that day to come, and come quickly. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus.